What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Let It Grow Investing. I am Jeff, and thanks for stopping in today. Uh, as always, we've got a, another action-packed uh, market episode with uh, lots of stuff going on. We are expecting some Fed numbers today with uh, the Fed meeting uh, yesterday and today. And, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to navigate that uh, that market, this uh, expected 50 basis point hike. Uh, be the first time in 22 years the Fed has raised this much. And, uh, you know, we've seen a lot of volatility before uh, this meeting last week. And uh, basically, we're, we're waiting to see what these numbers are going to be and, and what we can expect going forward when they meet uh, again in June. Uh, so we, we've got a lot to cover, a lot of things that have been selling off, a lot of uh, um, opportunities out there and how to know if we are, you know, at that point where we want to buy or uh, if you're kind of getting, you know, the, the feeling that things are going to get worse, um, what to do and, and maybe when to sell or when not to sell a company. So um, we'll, we'll get into that in a second. But I wanted to say thank you for stopping in. And uh, as always, I've got links in the description if you're looking to get started. And uh, I would uh, definitely appreciate uh, if you could like, subscribe and share to some other like minded investors that's going to be the way we're going to grow the community and that community is over there on uh, let it grow investing on facebook we are doing the uh, 200 dollars a week uh, for the year the investing challenge where you can vote on what uh, stock we'll be adding to the uh, let it grow investing portfolio and uh, basically over there we're just looking to outpace the market and uh, currently we're down on that portfolio for the year i think yesterday it was uh uh, around nine percent down for the year so far, uh, and that being said, you know we we had been a good bit lower. We were about fifteen uh, percent at one point, I know, and uh, as much as even thirteen percent last week. So we we have come up a good bit, and uh, hopefully we can continue to uh, move forward. I think I think still as we get out of some of these rates uh, rate hikes, we will start moving higher, and uh, I still have a. Uh, some belief that the, the second half of the year is going to be better than the first. And uh, hopefully we'll definitely see some positive returns by the end of the year. But we're going to continue to dollar cost average into this market and uh, buy through some of this uh, volatility and this madness that's going on out there. Um, so, you know, with all that being said, where, where are we looking? Uh, you know, we had talked about a lot of the different uh, earnings from last week. A lot of the tech names that are kind of getting kicked out, even with uh, decent earnings. Uh, so I'm still looking at some of those. You know, it might not be the best market or the best uh, point to uh, to buy some of them, but they're getting down into that range where I really want to uh, look at some of these uh, at a discount. So I'm continually looking at Google, uh, still looking at PayPal, still looking at uh, Facebook or Meta. Um so, you know, those are kind of the ones that have been uh, beat down. And, you know, I think Google's getting too cheap. They got a lot of good stuff going for them. They had a, uh, you know, kind of a mixed quarter, but uh, they kind of outlined what had happened, some of the problems when, in Russia and Ukraine, and, uh, you know, some of the, the different things that they are trying to overcome and how they're going to do that. Uh, so I like the narrative, but uh, I also like them long term. So uh, as I've said before, I am more of a long-term investor and a lot of the short-term uh, price swings or price movements 
really aren't going to be a reason for me to sell out of a name that I have long-term conviction in. So again, if you've got uh, that plan before you buy these names and you're knowing, hey, I'm, I'm holding for five or 10 years, you know, you, you really got to come up with that plan as to, hey, I'm not going to panic. I'm not going to sell just because the price went down a bit. If it's really something you got that high conviction in, you got to know, hey, look, this is an opportunity to buy some more, either average down or uh, build that position in, uh, in some weakness. So again, that's what I'm looking to do there. So those are a couple uh, tech names. I'm really looking for the, the best of breed and uh, ultimately the ones that are going to be that five or 10 year player for me and uh, really try to build those positions. Now, on the other side of the things, I'm historically, I've been more focused on dividends. I really like the dividend income. Uh, I feel like it's another cash stream that is just uh, furthering my investments right now. And eventually I'll want to get to the point where I can, you know, live off of the dividends and uh, really have that money work harder for me as well. So um, I'm really watching a lot of the things, a lot of the stocks that are paying dividends. Uh, a lot of the dividend yields have been going up, you know, fairly rapidly. Uh, I'm looking at uh, one that really caught my eye that we had talked about is a private equity firm, uh, BX or Blackstone. And uh, this one, I believe the uh, the yield was about three, three and a quarter, something like that, not that long ago. And uh, they had a decent uh, quarterly report, you know, and they had said that they're going to get to that one trillion in assets under management. And uh, ultimately, I still think that this is one that is going to do really well long term. They still have a good management team. They still are looking to invest in companies that have been beaten down. Uh, and really use their their capital wisely to uh, have it very diversified, and uh, you know just one that I've I've had decent luck with over the you know the past five years or so. Still has about a thirty seven percent upside. Uh, so the the current price is one oh one oh eight ninety after hours, and that was on Tuesday, and uh, that the average price target on this is one forty seven. So a lot of room to run on that stock price by itself. But uh, what what it really caught my eye is uh, yesterday I looked at it and that dividend yield was above five. Um, and this is, again, one that has been really a, a good position for me. I'm, I'm up, you know, over 100% on this name. And uh, when I see those dividends start climbing above uh, 5% or wherever they kind of historically average out at, that really is a sign that I am looking to uh, add to this position. One, because I have that long-term conviction. Uh, I know they're growing that assets under management. I know they're growing the team. They're very diversified. And uh, it's one that I think is going to do better long-term. So now that we are getting a discount on it, plus you're getting that 5% dividend, um, you know, a lot of people are rushing to bonds at 3% or whatever. They're, they're looking for a little bit more safety. Uh, this is one that uh, I like the position and you're still getting that uh, that upside with the 5% uh, dividend. The PE is about a 14. So a lot of things are just checking the box of, hey, things could be going you know, in my favor on this one. It's a good time to add some more. Um, and I mean, I'm, I'm at 180% uh, up on this name. So that current 5% yield is probably more like 10% yield on invested capital for me. Uh, just because I've been holding it so long. So uh, the, the stock price is, is gone up significantly. 
and my original invested yield is much lower. So I'm, I'm getting more of a return on investment than, uh, than what that current yield is. But I'm still fine with adding more at a current yield of 5%. So uh, I will average up my, uh, my yield on invested capital would go down, but I'm still getting a, a good entry and uh, I'm still getting a, a current yield of 5%. So you might want to look at some of the, the names in the dividend uh, champions, aristocrats, and the challengers, and, and take a look and see if there's some names in uh, those energies, the financials, the real estate investment trust, the REITs, um, and see if some of those are at a point where you think that they are getting too cheap because there's a lot of companies that reported you know pretty solid quarters and uh, they've been trading down or they've been trading sideways when uh, ultimately I think that they could have gone up if the uh, the market and some of the different things going on in the world were a bit better. And, and once we correct one of those different uh, problems that's out there, whether it be COVID, whether it be Omicron variants, I think we've got two new ones, which, uh, you know, once that's gone or once the war in Russia, some of those tensions slow down or some of the rate hikes slow down, uh, I, I definitely think we're going to be off to the races. So, you know, that, that rubber band is going to pull us down. But eventually, if you pull that rubber band hard enough, we're going to start taking back off to the plus side. And that's really what I'm seeing right now. Uh, not saying we're at the bottom. Uh, I'm saying some stuff is getting too cheap to, uh, to really ignore. And some of these yields are going to be better than uh, bonds or CDs or any other type of investment that's out there right now. And uh, we still have cash getting eaten at by inflation. Uh, some of those numbers have been trending down, but uh, there are some good values out there. You know, even looking uh, at uh, some of the banks, I mean, City, just looking through my portfolio, City is currently at a 4.07 yield. AbbVie's at 3.7, which has come down a bit off of some of the highs. Uh, Chevron's at three and a half. JP Morgan's at three and a quarter. And these are all dividend yields. So you're getting more to invest in these than you would in bonds. Uh, the prices have been compressed. Some of the PEs are uh, really reasonable. And uh, I just generally think this is a, a better way to get some money into the market and start earning something for you. Uh, you know, JP Morgan here is at a nine times PE. Uh, it's near the uh, yearly low. It met that low, uh, what, two days ago? And that low was 118. We're at 123. And it was trading at 172 in October. So, you know, we, we've got a lot of market compression. The, the PEs have come down. The dividends are going up. Make sure when you're looking at these dividends that uh, the companies are still strong. though. You want to know that they got the cash uh, to pay the dividends. You want to know that they've got the history of keeping those dividends coming to you. Uh, you want to see things like dividend raises not being stopped. You want to see some uh, some payout ratios when you're looking at that dividend that uh, they have a, you know enough cash to where they can raise it. If it's uh, under a 60% payout ratio, meaning they still got 40% cash, uh, that is a good thing. You want to see that they have room for expansion on that dividend if that is why you're buying this stock. Anything over 80 is uh, sometimes cause for concern. If you are looking at uh, a real estate investment trust, some of these numbers are going to be skewed. You're going to see payout ratios above 100% sometimes. And that is more or less how the, the company is calculated. So you're looking at uh, uh, free cash flow on uh, 
uh, a REIT or funds from operations. So you have to value it a little bit different in order to get a real picture as to if they have enough cash. You really want to look at that that bottom line on that balance sheet and see where they are going because they are valued different. You can certainly uh, look those up on like Investopedia or I'm sure you could just Google, hey, how do I value a, a REIT and and look at the, the, the cash flow statement and figure out what you need to do in order to know that you are safe in those. Uh, but a lot of times during a uh, inflation like this and, and rising rates, real estate is going to be a, uh, a better return than the S&P. So those uh, are, are definitely ones that I'm looking at. Uh, we've talked before about I, the, the fact that rates are going to be, uh, or rental rates are gonna be going up. Uh, a lot of residential was uh, paused. You couldn't raise rates and a lot of people couldn't collect um, you know, or kick people out if, uh, or evict people if they weren't paying. And now that those things are gonna be ending, Rates are going to be going up uh, on rents, and then uh, you're going to have you know a lot more appetite as the uh, real estate market or, or uh, mortgage rates are going up as well. So as mortgage rates comes up, people aren't going to have the cash to uh, be able to buy, so they're going to be pushed back to rents. And uh, yeah, people are just going to have the, those higher rates, and the, the real estate investment trust should benefit from that as well. So take a look at all those things. Uh, make sure that the dividend is safe if that's why you're looking to buy some of these names. But uh, again, the uh, the financials, the energy, the REITs, utilities, uh, you know, a lot of them have just been beat down without any real reason as to why they're coming down other than the fact that the whole market has been sinking. Uh, so I do think it's a good time to get some value. And uh, if you're looking at that barbell approach like I am, you're looking at adding some beat down tech. Uh, that is profitable. And then I'm looking to add into some uh, some dividend plays that are going to pay me while we sleep. And that's uh, ultimately uh, a win-win, you know. So uh, take a look at those and uh, let me know what you think over there on Let It Grow Investing as to what uh, stocks might be catching your eye right now that have uh, been, been brought down too much with uh, everything that's going on in the market. So uh, with, with that being said, I'm going to take a quick break and we will be back. All right, guys, we are back here. So I had uh, originally started recording this episode uh, Wednesday morning, 8.30ish, pre-market. And, uh, you know, I went about my day. And now that it is uh, later in the afternoon on Wednesday, uh, the, the Fed meeting has uh, happened at this point. And uh, Powell did come out and uh, raise the... Uh, the FOMC, the Fed rate, another 50 basis points, which was anticipated. That's what we all kind of assumed was going to happen, which was uh, was good for the market and uh, made things a little bit more predictable. He talked about being nimble. He talked about watching some different uh, key areas that they're they're looking at and some different things that they really can't adjust for to uh, combat inflation. So they said that they really can't do much on the food side of things, energy in the way of uh, oil and gas and some of the, the problems stemming out of uh, Russia and Ukraine and the, uh, the demand for fuel uh, being so much higher and not as many people using Russian oil. So they are, you know, kind of looking towards us as well. So we've we've got all those different things going on also. Uh, one thing that the or a couple things that the the 
the market seemed to have liked was uh, I believe it was someone from the Wall Street Journal had said, hey, what happens, uh, you know, if we need to do more, are you guys considering a 75 basis point or one uh, full percent um, of additional hikes? And, and Powell said pretty much that's uh, not something they've really discussed, not really something they're looking at. Uh, the market seemed to really uh, like that as well. And then they were talking about, uh, you know, getting a, a bunch of assets off their balance sheet in the way of mortgage-backed securities and bonds. And those numbers came in a little bit lighter than what was anticipated. Uh, so the market really liked that also. So uh, as I am recording this, you know, the, the market had shot up on this news. We were pretty neutral all day. Uh, I was, you know, a little bit in the green, nothing to write home about. Um, but, you know, now, oh man, we're, I'm currently up about two and a third percent, which uh, is definitely nice to see. And um, yeah, that's, uh, that's my brokerage. I am yeah, about two and a quarter. So yeah, the, the market really is liking this, uh, this talk here. So that's all good. And uh, hopefully we keep trending these this direction. Uh, a couple people I was listening to were saying, hey, you know, still expect a, another uh, rate hike. You know, the Fed was saying in uh, for June, expect that uh, hike to happen. And, and then kind of expect uh, the, the market to kind of, you know, find a bottom. Uh, someone was saying the S&P down another three to five percent. And then kind of expect the second half of the year to be kind of spring loaded. That's kind of what I was talking about earlier on this episode was the fact that you've got that rubber band pulled down, pulled down. And then once we kind of get uh, used to this new normal and then uh, everything kind of starts picking back up, we've, uh, we're going to see some of these stocks rebounding nicely. So as I said, I'm still looking at a lot of these different things, a lot of different stocks that are really making sense to me here. I, still think that there's going to be some volatility. Um, but ultimately, I think there's some some places that we can start looking to deploy some capital, get some things bought. Uh, and one that I had written down pre-market today, and uh, I was going to talk about it, even without seeing these big gains that they had on the day, uh, was, uh, was SoFi. And basically, it was going to be a, a, a talk about when do we sell stocks? When do we think, you know, hey, I've, I've got enough of this and, and I'm done? And laying out that plan going forward as to what you might want to do. Now, you know, with uh, the White House coming out saying that uh, they might do some uh, uh, education credits or paying off people's uh, student loans, things like that. You know, a lot of people were looking, hey, you know, SoFi is geared towards millennials at online banking. People are going to pay their student loans through SoFi and they're going to have everything kind of rolled into one. And, uh, you know, that had been a, a part of the play in SoFi was that, uh, you know, they were going to um, have these uh, the, the millennial crowd drawn to their site. And a lot of the, the original money was uh, or little original business was due to. Uh, millennials paying off their student loans. Since they have gotten the bank charter, and that was a big hurdle that we were looking for, and a lot of other things are coming to play. Um, for me, I, I can't really say, hey, rush out and buy this one. You know, it it's still kind of uncertain. Once I think the White House comes out and says, hey, this is the plan, this is what we're going to do, 
as far as uh, student loans are concerned, uh, I think we might be in the clear to go ahead and buy. But uh, right now, I'm also going to say that it's not a sell because uh, I really didn't get into SoFi based on student loans. Um, I got into it for the long term over, uh, you know, a lot of people looking towards online banking, trading, crypto, uh, you know, all the different things that they're offering in a better place, a better package for, you know, kind of the, the younger masses to accept and grow into. So, I mean, today, currently they're at 9.3% up. Um, I'm still way down on this one. But uh, like I said, you, you have to have that plan as to what are you going to do with the stock? You know, if it goes up 10%, 20%, or if it drops 20%, you need to know what you're going to do with it. Even if you write it down before you even purchase it, uh, that is a much better plan as to knowing what the long-term goal is for this stock. Is it a trade? Is it a, you know, a swing trade? Is it something you see you're, you're going to be into for five years, 10 years? And if you know that ahead of time, it makes uh, dealing with a lot of the swings a lot easier. And for me, this is a long-term play. I think a lot of people will adopt uh, more of the online banking all-in-one type portal. And ultimately, that's where I, I want to be. So for me, I'm holding through this uh, this downturn. It's not the uh, the flavor of the week, if you will. It's you know not really a, a profitable, uh, you know, well uh, oiled machine, if you will. So there's a lot of things that are coming together for them now. They're kind of working through that, and we kind of know that. Is it is it ready for a swing trade? I would say pr possibly, probably. I think it's sold off too much. I think growth is is really out of favor. And do I think that it can get back up uh, pretty rapidly? Yes, I do. But at the same time, I'm not going to tell you to go out and, hey, buy up SoFi left and right, because it is in a spot where, uh, you know, some other headlines could make this one drop. So that's what I got there. Uh, I'm still looking to, to build that dividend portfolio. I'm still looking to get growth at a discount by uh, looking at those, you know, the large cap names. And also looking at those lower peg ratios to where we are, you know, not overpaying for growth. And I think that's a lot of what the market is doing right now is uh, that multiple compression on the PE. Those are coming down and uh, that it also makes it pretty difficult to buy an index because, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, tech stocks in the, uh, the S&P. They're very heavily weighted. So it can be an individual stock picker market. Or you're going to something like VIG, VYM, SPHD in the way of ETFs that aren't going to be as tech heavy. Uh, because, you know, as the uh, the NASDAQ will sell off, your S&P ETF will, will be uh, more pulled towards the NASDAQ side as those are going to be the heavier weighted portion of the S&P. So you really got to think about, hey, is it a good time to buy this ETF? What happens if tech keeps going down? Um, versus really picking an individual play with that high conviction. And, and for me, like I've said before, I'm, I'm more of a single stock picker, but uh, that doesn't mean that you can't buy an index. You just have to know the risks of uh, getting in an ETF versus buying a single stock. But uh, that being said, you know, we are still doing the, the investing challenge. We are still looking to build out this portfolio for what I think could be a second half of the year rebound. And uh, for week 19, 
Uh, you can vote over on Let It Grow Investing on Facebook. And we have five stocks for this week also. We've got uh, Palo Alto Networks, PANW. We have a, uh, AMD, Advanced Micro Devices, CRWD, CrowdStrike. We've got COIN, which is Coinbase. And we have MRVL, which is Marvell Te Technologies. Uh, so we've got some crowd uh, cloud plays. We've got some uh, security plays, crypto, and uh, the semiconductor type space. So if you've got uh, a vote, I'd like to see everyone kind of interacting over there on Let It Grow Investing on Facebook. Uh, so go ahead and get your votes in. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be buying one of these next Monday. And, uh, you know, we try to do our buys around uh, lunchtime. I've got a reminder in my phone to buy at noon every Monday. And uh, that's been working out pretty well. So hopefully this, uh, this news from the Fed is bringing your uh, portfolios up. And, uh, you know, I guess we'll, we'll see where we go from here at the next meeting. But uh, man, yeah, now that I'm looking again, we are up even higher than uh, when I just, you know, started the second half of the episode. I'm up another half percent. Uh, so the, the market seems to really like what they said today. So that is definitely a good thing. So let's uh, go ahead, get out there, try to find some uh, some things that are really high conviction plays. And uh, if there's some some dividends that are paying more than what they normally pay, and uh, they're good and safe. I would uh, try to scoop those up for myself as well. So that's what I got for you guys today. Uh, we will be back on Monday with another episode. And uh, have a good week. And I will see you guys then. Take care. As always, thanks for stopping by. Please make sure to like, subscribe by turning on the notification bell and sharing this podcast to help our community grow. Check the links in the description for offers on E-Trade, Binance, and Crypto.com to get your investing journey started. You can also help support the podcast on our Anchor.fm webpage. Until next time, let's get invested and let it grow.